When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We are your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. What's going on, weirdos? This is Andrew. And this is Stephanie. And welcome to History for Weirdos. Our second episode. Second episode. Yay! Thank you so much to whoever is listening. We greatly appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy this podcast where we talk about weird history. Yeah. I mean, and this is like anything from like weird events, weird people, Mm -hmm. just weird circumstances. Lots of unfortunate weird laws that have happened. (laughs) Um, Just weird human endeavors. Human beings are pretty weird. Yeah. I think when we look back at history, we get a really clear picture of just how strange we can all be. Exactly. And weird in all like aspects of it. Like weird. Good and bad. Great weird. Cool weird. And then just weird like, ooh, that's bizarre. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when we say weirdos to you guys, it's actually a term of endearment. Definitely. We definitely consider ourselves weirdos. We are for sure. We're the first weirdos. Yeah. (laughs) The very first, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, the very first. And although you can't see her, we actually have our weirdo little corgi mix, Stella, kind of sleeping in between us right now as we record this on the floor of our living room. Yes, she's very content just literally getting all of our attention. Well, you know, hand attention. Yeah, we're giving her lots of belly scratchies while we talk to you all. And um, Stella is actually in our History for Weirdos logo. Yes, if you look, I think it's at the top left. Yeah. Like off center. Yeah, you see a funky little like goofy looking corgi. (laughs) Yeah. That's her. We wanted to... To make her the the secret star of the show, I guess. That's true. That's yeah. how much we love this this dumb little dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we actually do love her, but she's also quite stupid. Yeah. 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 If you met her, if anyone out there who's met her is listening, you you know. Yeah, Stella. She's yeah. She's not bright. bright. She's not the brightest <laughs> bulb, but she's very sweet. Yeah. Yes, you are, baby. <laughs> okay, Andrew. Okay. What are you gonna tell me about today? Okay. 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 Down to business here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so today, we're going to go off-continent as well. Okay. In the la- last time, mm-hmm. you spoke about Kudiyun. Yes. And if anyone missed it, I highly suggest you listen to my awesome, beautiful wife speak about Kudiyun. Oh, um, the you, warrior, man. or I'm sorry, not the warrior princess, the wrestler princess. Yeah. I guess she was also a warrior princess mm-hmm. as well. Both are accurate. Both are accurate. But today, we are actually going to the great continent of Australia. Australia, mm-hmm. mate. And before, you know, we get into this event, yeah. I, you know, I have to take time to recognize, like, the terrible tragedy that's going down there. They have, I, I mean, you probably know yourselves, but they have this awful wildfire going on. Right. And, you know, being from California, we're no strangers to wildfires. But exactly. this, I, I read something staggering, like, the this wildfire is like seven times bigger than our biggest wildfire we've ever had, which we've yeah. had 
the way, uh, one couple years ago was like it burned over a hundred thousand acres. Yes. So this is yes. just this is like a tragedy beyond proportion. Like yeah. I can't even talk about how many animals have died. It's yeah. it's literally just too heartbreaking. Yeah, it, like Andrew said, we're both um, from California. We were both born born here, and we know what it's like to live in like fire conditions yeah and it's so scary and like you said we haven't had anything to the magnitude of what australia is facing and what all those like beautiful creatures are facing so yeah and we're gonna have we or i we donated you yeah know, fifty dollars it's not a lot but you know it's like what we could afford right now and um, we're gonna put a link to the world wildlife fund which is a mm-hmm. great organization um that's trying to help combat the fires down there yeah any and like like you said anything even if helps. it's not a lot anything helps if everyone gives a little bit it makes a big impact so exactly. just before we started an episode that takes place the story the weirdo story takes place in australia we wanted to to just take a moment and acknowledge what australia is going through and give a a suggestion of how you all can help if you're interested. Exactly. Thanks, babe. So eloquently put. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, let's dive into Uh the Great Emu War. Like the bird? The bird. The Great Emu War. The Great Emu War. So if I, when I say (laughs) that, like what comes to your mind? I picture like, um, like two tribes of emus. (laughs) Who are fighting over, like, territory, like, mm-hmm. battling each other. Okay, so, like, basically just humans in every single war ever. Yeah, just fighting over something that's totally unnecessary to fight about, but it's emus this time, so it's kind of cute. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're wrong, but you're also right. That tends to be how I do things. Yes. <laughs> so, you are incorrect in that they're emus fighting each other you are correct however in that it was the australian government specifically their army fighting emus that doesn't lie why would you do that i was trying to think of what to say to that and i was just like what i mean this is this is what i like love about history is like these this is stranger than fiction so this was like an actual so this was thing let me (laughs) Basically, this was a nuisance wildlife initiative. Okay. I think the, the official term is a nuisance wildlife management military operation. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Undertaken. So I'm just going to read this excerpt just because it's amazing. Please do. A, this was, quote, unquote, a nuisance wildlife management military operation undertaken in Australia over the latter part of 1932 to address public concern <laughs> over the number of emus said to be running amok in the Campion district of Western Australia. Only human beings would militarize <laughs> an effort to, like, address overpopulation of animals. Absolutely. Like, it was, this was a military effort. This was a military effort. And this wasn't, like, you oh, know, like, humans. 200 years ago. This was almost 100 years ago. This was in the, the interwar period, so between World War One and World War Two, In the 30s, during the I Great Depression. I didn't realize it was called the interwar period. Yeah, I... I think just because it's like, oh, you know, the two world wars, and they also we're, happen we're to be massive. just, you know, uh-huh. 20 years apart, you know, from like right. one ending to the next one beginning. So that um, brief time is referred to as the interwar period. Yeah. I've never heard and that. And in that brief. period, it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you had the roaring 20s, and then right. you also had the Great Depression. So it was just like, bam, 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 bam. 
and the and, Great Emu War. And then the Great Emu <laughs> War. I mean, maybe the, the pinnacle of that entire period of time from like 1914 to 1945. They disrupt the emus. They disrupted peace. Exactly. Those bastards. Okay. So tell me more about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So going back to the story here, this is, this is, it gets even funnier, by the way. Okay. And I'm funnier, ready. more comical. So, they killed, you know, a decent amount of the birds. But you know what's funny about this whole thing is they lost. The emus, quote, unquote, won this war. The emus won? Yes. I'm going to get into it. It gets weirder and weirder the the more you dive into the story. But, yes, they lose. Did the emus have, like, bazookas or something? They did. Not. <laughs> Not. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of bazookas, uh-huh. they, the Australian army had what are called Lewis guns, which are basically machine guns that were used in World War I oh, by the Brits. So, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> so they had machine guns against flightless birds, and they still lost. It's because they named their guns Lewis. That's, That's a very right. non-threatening just, name. Yeah, Lewis. It's like one of those... I mean, he probably works in HR or, yeah, Lewis, or accounting. Yeah, Lewis is not a fighter. No, you know? no. He's not a lover, but he's not a fighter. Yeah, he, He's just there. He's just, yeah, he exists. <laughs> he, he eats that tuna sandwich in his cubicle, and you're like, Lewis, damn it, like, seriously, stop microwaving fish in the office. Yeah, when they chose to name their guns after that, so that was their mistake. Yeah, that was their mistake, no so probably jammed all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. So let's give a little bit of background to, like, what led up to all this. So World War One large number of ex-soldiers come to from you know come back to Australia mm-hmm. from the war and were given land by the Australian government to take up farming within western Australia so often in the marginalized areas though oh, so just like okay. really like undeveloped kind of like in the the boonies Super what rural. we would call yeah i yeah. hate saying that word rural 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 it's really hard to say it is i don't yeah. like that word yeah i do like it but i don't like it yeah like it's very descriptive but i'm i feel like i sound dumb yeah i know you don't, but... Oh, thanks, babe. I do. So, there's these... <laughs> so, uh-huh, okay, yeah. in the rural. So, then the, yeah, the boonies, the rural areas. <laughs> and, you know, with the onset of the Great Depression, though, in 1929, mm-hmm. these farmers were encouraged to kind of increase their crop production, specifically wheat, because, you know, the rest of the, the United States, we had the Great Dust Bowl. That, oh, you yeah. know, that either, like, I think it happened roughly around the same time, or it was, like, you know, a year or so away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you know, with this overproduction, the government promised and, of course, failed to deliver upon, <laughs> big surprise there, um, assistance in the form of subsidies. All governments in the <laughs> world should have that be their slogan. Like, yeah. we will promise you and we will fail you. Yeah, we'll every promise you time. everything and deliver nothing. <laughs> but we'll take from you everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the universal slogan of government. Yes, yeah, seriously. So... Wheat prices, though, continue to fall because, you know, uh-huh. rises supply, you know, demand remains roughly the same, prices go down, and by October 32, matters were becoming intense. October what? Of 1932. Oh, I thought, <laughs> October 32nd, I was like, babe. There are not 32 days in October. <laughs> I'm about to embarrass you hardcore on <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Sorry, October of 32. Mm-hmm. Go you on. You know, apostrophe 32. Got it. Matters were becoming really intense, and farmers were threatening to deliver wheat. And not only were they, like, actually threatening to do not deliver wheat, mm-hmm. they were actually threatening to, like, secede from 
like the rest of Australia okay. formed their own government, wow. literally like straight up like civil war status. So they were really struggling. They were struggling. They felt very unheard. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the governments like overproduce, will give you subsidies. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Wow. So they're doing like all this extra work for essentially less money. Wow. I know. No it, wonder it was they were up. so upset. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, and withholding wheat would have been their only play there. Though. Yeah, it was their bargaining chip. Yeah, they're they're. Oh, by the way, listeners, um, Stella walked away from us. <laughs> she apparently was really bored by this. Okay, you uncultured swine. <laughs> anyway, so to, to make matters worse, though, with this whole thing, is mm-hmm. 20,000 emus were headed into farmlands as a, these cultivated <laughs> lands were perfect habitat for them. <laughs> I just pictured, like, <laughs> like a swarm of emus. Yeah. Just come, they're like, we're about to fuck shit up yeah. even more. They're like stupid, like yeah. their long necks and like Aww. they can't fly. They yeah, like they're dumb. just like running across <laughs> yeah. these like rural areas trying yeah. to make it worse. And you know what's crazy is like they were coming in wrecking fences and like oh. and like destroying crops. And it made matters worse because not only were the emus coming in, mm-hmm. these wrecked fences allowed smaller creatures like right. vermin to come in and further destroy crops these and further poor things. Farmers. Exactly. I don't I I feel so bad. Yeah. They're already getting screwed over by their government as we all do at some point in life. <laughs> yeah. But then these emus just are dumb and can't help but make it worse. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Poor stupid emus. Yeah. I know. So this leads into the Great War. The Great War. The Great Emu War. The greatest of them all. The greatest of them all, indeed. <laughs> so these farmers in Western Australia mm-hmm. requested that troops be sent in to deal with the emu infestation. They were the farmers requested the troops. Yes, because they were ex-soldiers themselves. They're like, let's oh, bring in these soldiers. Yeah, and let's just like let's fuck shit up. Yeah, they thought that the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, we we fuck shit up in World War One. Let's bring these guys, and they're gonna fuck up these emus. <laughs> I really just want to be a fly on the wall and just hear, like, these logical conversations. So, as the youth would say, extra. Yes, that is very extra. I wonder if, like, in in all seriousness, (laughs) if they were just so fed up and felt so helpless and irritated that they were just, like, (laughs) ready to take out all their rage on these flightless birds. <laughs> you know what? That's a really good point. You know, like, this is the last straw. These emus, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. So, and and the government hadn't been listening to them for so long that they just went, maybe they, like, went to the extreme thinking, like, they'll never send military troops to fight these giant, right. weird, awkward birds. And the government's like, No. Yes, we will we'll come to your aid. We are the government. You don't understand how yeah. we work. You make outlandish requests that are completely illogical. Bam, you're speaking my language, fam. You want to militarize something <laughs> that doesn't need weaponry? We're there. Yeah, seriously. God, there's. I know. I want. This would have been like the American government. I feel like. No. Yeah. This is much more American than I would have thought. From yeah, Australia. yeah. I know. I'm. I'm <laughs> like as an American, I'm. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> 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 so, okay. And these farmers, uh-huh. they were requ- specifically requested that Lewis guns be employed in this yeah. engagement. Um, and their argument for this was that it would be, quote, unquote, good target practice for the troops. Oh <laughs> because, you know, we God. weren't in the state of war at this point. You know, Hitler wasn't even in power at this point. So, wow. like, 
they're just like, hey, you know, in case a future war comes up, let's uh, practice. On let's practice emus? on some of these birds, man. Mm. So emus. I hope everyone listening knows what emus look like because it really adds to the comedy of this whole scenario. <laughs> they're so ugly. They're so ugly, and they're so awkward looking. We're definitely gonna post a picture of an emu on our Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Um, to go along with this episode, just so you know what this would have looked like. Oh, yeah. Who they were choosing to do, quote-unquote, target practice on. Yeah, like, let's, let's go kill some emus. <laughs> Anyways, but, like, also as a quick aside to mm-hmm. this, is that a lot of people at the time thought this was just, like, straight-up propaganda. Oh, okay. Because um, they were just like, weird. oh, this government is just doing this to appease farmers. Yeah. Like, you know... Because these guys, not only are they struggling farmers that are, like, providing for the country, mm-hmm. they are also war heroes, too. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. like, oh, I mean, this is just a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just doing this as a straight-up appeasement. You know, they, I don't even think they expected this to work. No, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't either. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm Go with, figure. I'm with the public on this one. That yeah. Sounds, and also, it's just so outlandish. It's stranger than fiction. It is. It truly is. Mm-hmm. This is stranger than anything, like, George R. R. Martin or J.R. Tolkien could <laughs> yeah. come up with. They never, ever never. pictured... Maybe people. even J.K. Rowling she couldn't, no, couldn't come up with this. No, they wouldn't have pictured people shooting no. at George demons. Lucas? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, military involvement mm-hmm. is due to begin in late October 1932... And the war was to be conducted under the command of Major G.P.W. Meredith of the 7th Heavy heavy Battery Mm -hmm. of the Royal Australian Artillery with this Major Meredith commanding soldiers Sergeant S. McMurray Mm -hmm. and Gunner J. O'Halloran armed with two Lewis guns and approximately 10,000 rounds of ammunition. (gasps) 10,000 bullets. No way. Yeah, like... They're they're not they're messing around here. No. So rain delayed this, so they're already off to a great start. <laughs> you know, they were defeated they're by just, rain in the yeah. first round. So not only can they not go out like when there's rain, which I I, I still Why? don't understand. I don't oh. know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe because they're like we don't want to get their like our boots wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's it. I have no idea. Um, maybe you, it's something to do with the guns and resting. I was about to ask, but you, like. War doesn't stop for like rain, mm-hmm. like in World War, like even in, like I don't know, like the trench warfare was not- notoriously like wet. And yeah, damp. exactly. Mm-hmm. Ugh, terrible. But anyways, um, the rain stopped, and on November second, uh, troops traveled to the Campion district, and there were they sighted like about fifty emus at this point, um, <laughs> but the birds were out of range. And the local settlers even attempted to herd the emus into an ambush. <laughs> but the birds were smart, apparently, oh and split gosh. into small groups and yes, ran away emus. so that they were difficult to target. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so amazing. Exactly. And, you know, while the first, like, kind of barrage of bullets from the machine guns was ineffective due to range, mm-hmm. a second round of gunfire was able uh, to unfortunately kill, quote-unquote, a number of birds. They lie. Yeah. They must I, I have think, missed, and they are like, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, like, we, we killed, killed, like, a, a number of them. Yeah, a number, you know. And th- later, they were like, oh, yeah, it was, like, about a dozen. I really hope those emus grabbed those Lewis guns out of their hands and then <laughs> just pimp-slapped them across <laughs> <Yeah>. their face. <laughs> and fire them back at them. <laughs> like, hey, hey, guy, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Two days later, on the 4th, Meredith had established an ambush near a local dam, mm-hmm. and more than a thousand emus 
were spotted heading towards their position. The emus were heading for the soldiers? Yeah, I mean, I they, swear, were like, they're the... they were in an ambush. Oh. So they're trying to ambush them. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, I see. So this time the gunners wait until the birds were really close mm-hmm. to start firing, mm-hmm. but the gun jammed. What? Lol. So the gun jammed, uh-huh. and only about, you know... Again, only about a dozen birds were killed, and the remainder scattered before any more could get, be shot. And they weren't sighted for the rest of the day. Wow. Okay, yeah. question. You said the gun jammed. They only had one gun? I think so, yeah. So, at, I guess at this effort, they were just going to try with one of their Yeah, because they're like... I mean, you're literally f- killing flightless dumb birds. birds. They're, 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 they're like, like coming at you. Yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. Um... This gets even more complicated later on. It's 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 a comedy of errors. Like yeah. this is Shakespearean. I mean, everything on behalf of the soldiers that have been sent there, Major Meredith or whatever. Yeah, everything's been going wrong for them thus far. Pretty much, yeah. It really has. Oh, uh, the emus have got on their side. That's why emus, baby. So <laughs> the fourth day of the campaign. So this is like a, around like November sixth. Now, army observers they noted that each. Pack seems to have its own leader now. Shut up. Yes. So, like, not only that, like, apparently, like, this, like, pack leader, like, each one would, like, would, like, keep watch while his mates, you know, mates. not, like, a, like, a mate as in, like, you know, like, you're my mate because right. we're married. Yeah. But you're, like, but, like, my mate. Like, how, like, like Australians. Australian yeah. Like, uh-huh. his, how his mates. That's how, you have to say it like that, too. No, you truly don't, babe. Oh, you truly don't. I, I'm doing it. So, his mites carry out, like, the work of destruction. And then, <laughs> and then like, this big-ass bird uh-huh. would then, like, go, or whatever. Oh, I don't know what... My God. I don't know what emus sound like, the sounds they make. But he would do, presumably, a caca caca. Yeah. And then they would scatter. They would be like, see ya. And the emus are fast. And they just take off. So they essentially, de- like, developed some sort of, like, guerrilla warfare. The emus. The emus were smart, apparently. I wish everyone could see my face. I've just had my jaw dropped. Yes. Like... This is insane to think that the Australian government at this point thinking, oh, we're going to appease the farmers with mm-hmm. like an easy win, right? They We're not going to appease them on this wheat thing, which they should have, but we're going to kill these birds and, you know, get rid of that problem. And the freaking birds outsmarted them. Yes. Yes. Like that is so... They... Developed groups and leaders and cacaws and caca. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> poor listeners' ears. They don't need you cacaing oh, in yeah, their no ears more, right no now. No more for me. The rest <laughs> of the night. You're cut off. I'm cut off. But yeah, so like, not only were they, you know, diving into smaller groups, but like the effect of that is that like they're all scattered, spread out, smaller groups. And so, like, they can't, you know, just mow them down in, like, one, like, right. barrage. Like, no, they're far so apart. The so, like, they can only get, like, you know, at best case, they'd be able to get, like, a, a dozen, apparently. Wow. Yeah. The emus really thought this through. They did. Unlike the soldiers. Exactly. <laughs> and the government. So, and, and it got so bad that at one point, this Major Meredith even went so far as to mount one of the guns on a truck. So a move that proved to be very ineffective because the gu- the truck was unable to gain on the birds. And the ride oh, was so yeah. rough that the gunner 
couldn't fire any shots. It was just so bumpy. Uh-huh. You know, that like... they're in a rural area. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you're going down, like, a, a paved road or anything. Mm-hmm. You're not, like, on the Autobahn or something. So, like, you know, it's that's nuts. Wow. And so... so not even that worked. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then on November 8th, six days after the first engagement with the bird... <laughs> 25 birds, excuse me, 2,500 rounds of ammunition had been fired. And the number of birds being killed is actually uncertain. One account estimated that it was around 50 birds, but other accounts ranged from 200 to 500. The latter figure being provided by the settlers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course. Of course. And, of course, the most important thing is Major Meredith had reported that no one had reported or, you know, had any casualties. On their side? On their side. Oh, he, yes. oh, he was boasting that the birds didn't murder them in their sleep, <laughs> I think so. I think that's basically what he was saying. Oh, my gosh. And what's crazy about this, too, is like 2,500 <laughs> rounds. In best case scenario, best case scenario, 500 birds killed, which yeah. isn't true. But it's, don't worry, guys. The birds didn't kill any of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably closer to like the 50 to 200 range. But let's yes. just say 500. Okay. That, that means... That for, like, every five shots fired, mm-hmm. only one bird is killed. Only I hate to think of, like, crazy. any of them being killed that way, but that's pretty good odds yeah. for the birdies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of nuts, but, like, more than likely, it's probably, like, just... I'm just going to pick this number because it's easy for math. Yeah. But about probably it's closer to, like, 250, which means that for every ten shots fired, only one died. Good. So they weren't particularly effective, is what you're saying. Yes. Right. In fact, and also, what's, and this, you know, going, moving on, like, this is so nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, people started to notice. Like, it was becoming, <laughs> like, a big thing amongst the general populace. I can assume it was starting to be a joke. Yeah. I mean, because, like, Australian people, I think, by nature, are super sarcastic and yeah, joke a lot. have a good sense so, of humor. Great sense of humor. So, mm-hmm. like, this just must be been a field day. <laughs> So, like, in fact, though, like, even, like, ornithologists, like, very prominent ornithologists, like, were starting to study this subject even. Like, only days into the encounter. Is an ornithologist someone that studies birds? Yes. Okay. Sorry. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So, this one prominent Aussie ornithologist, mm-hmm. Dominic Cerventi, mm-hmm. he had this to say about the subject. And this is a direct quote. The machine gunner's dreams of point-blank fire into serried masses of emus were soon dissipated. The emu command had evidently ordered guerrilla tactics, and its unwieldy army soon split up into innumerable small units that made use of the military equipment uneconomic. <laughs> a crestfallen field force, therefore, withdrew from the combat area after about a month. Yes. Can't, I've been that, holding in my laughter the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I mean, this, yes. And even, like, Mayor, this our boy Major Meredith, yeah. he compared uh, the emus to Zulu warriors. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how nuts this is. <laughs> I really wonder if the emus were actually just, like, freakishly smart. or They must have been. Or if the efforts were particularly incompetent. Probably both. Probably both. Because, I mean, that does, if, if what everyone is reporting is true, yeah. it's not like an exaggeration that is actually super impressive to think about 
these birds and their guerrilla warfare tactics. And they're winning. And they're winning against humans who are armed. And not only armed with just, like, you know, like, one of those, like, old-timey muskets. These are, like, rapid-fire machine guns that can hold, like, 96 rounds, you know, and just go... Really? Yes. Wow. And they make that exact noise, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just you. It's your voice. Yeah. Oh, God. I wish there were, like, guns that go, <laughs> they go, pew, 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 pew. Like, that was the actual <laughs> noise. That would make them cuter. Yeah, it would, huh? But hostilities against. <laughs> alas. Alas. Let's go move on. Against the, so these, the hostilities against the emus resumed again on the November 13th. Okay. And the military, you know, found some success, unfortunately, at these no. days. Only like 40 emus were killed um, mm. uh, on that day, though. And by December 2nd, soldiers were unfortunately killing about 100 emus per week. No. Yeah. I know. So they're finally finding some success, unfortunately. They must have been so humiliated for so long, they really wanted to make up for it. Exactly. Yeah. So about a little over a month into this, about like five weeks, I think roughly, Mm -hmm. on December 10th, Major Meredith and his cohort were recalled from the field. And in his report, he claimed 986 kills with exactly 9,860 rounds fired. (laughs) And so, again, that kind of like when we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. that had a rate of about uh, 10 bullets fired for one emu killed. Yeah, that's still not... It's not a great... That's not great. That's a... No. Weird flex. And also, yeah, speaking of weird flexes, he's (laughs) like, oh, yeah, also like about 2,500 birds were wounded and they pro- and they died later as a result of their injuries. (sighs) I mean, no... I mean, we don't even know if that's true, though. Right. No, that's probably not true, but that's like... But there's probably some degree of element of truth. In yeah, that. but that's not a good thing to brag about. It's like, oh, so you were you had bad kill shots, and now these animals are gonna suffer. Oh my god, they that's die. true. I know that's that's really messed up. Like if you, if you're gonna go like kill an animal, make make sure it's dead. You don't yeah. want it to like prolong suffer. Right, right. Ugh. I mean, you should. I'm a I'm a vegetarian. Everyone, you shouldn't kill animals. <laughs> yeah. In general, but fair point. That sucks. Yes, I am not a vegetarian. I like bacon. Babe, <laughs> now is not the time for us oh, yeah, to have sorry. this discussion. That's, yes, that's, that's correct. But that's crazy. I know, I know. It's a little, oh, not little. It's very unsettling. Yeah. Was was oh. that the resolution to their emu problem? Did they feel like the problem was solved? No. Okay. So, um, ultimately, this Pretty much by most accounts, if not mm-hmm. all accounts, uh, this was the entire operation was considered a failure, mm-hmm. and uh, the farmers actually repeatedly petitioned the government for further assistance, like oh. in this matter, yeah. and they were never granted that assistance because it was probably super embarrassing for them. Yeah. Like, yeah, we sent our army and we got uh, we lost yeah. to a bunch of birds. Not the best talking point. No. So, you know, I will say, though, however, there was a bounty system that was previously put into place, I think, in the 20s with emus. Okay. And they brought that back. And unfortunately, it had a modicum of success. Actually, more than a modicum. It had quite a bit of success. So it was like, kind of like open season hunting Yeah, for like about six months, um, the f- essentially like over 57,000 emus were killed and bounties wow. claimed. Yeah, so like quite a bit... Um, 
So that was so people, that was kind of unfortunate, and that was that happened in 1934, in over a six month period. Um, however, though, like good news, mm-hmm. they I think they realize this is pretty inhumane. Yeah, uh, you know, unsurprisingly, so they developed like a new type of fence. Okay. Go figure, right? Mm-hmm. Go oh. figure. Who would have thought? Maybe we don't have to mass murder birds. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't, I forgot what this fence is called, but mm-hmm. um, they. Essentially, they made this new type of fence, and the birds couldn't break it down. So, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that's like such an easier solution. <laughs> no, yeah, but why couldn't that just step one? Like, wait, let's just make better fences so it doesn't bother the farmers. Yeah, at all. um, that's so interesting. It's you know obviously the '30s, so I don't think this would be applicable. But like I, in Santa Monica, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. when I was in like elementary school, I think. Maybe like late elementary school. I remember a lot of the the Santa Monica moms like complaining about the squirrel problem. Oh yes, there was like a, like too many squirrels. Basically, like it was a huge issue in Santa Monica. Was this? And there were a lot, and they're very ferocious little squirrels. <laughs> they were fearless little cuties. Um, so the city kept getting complaints about them, similar to the, the Australian emus. government with the emus. But instead of shooting them with assault rifles, Mm -hmm. they decided, the city decided to um, collect a bunch of the squirrels uh, and put, like, a contraception in them. Like, give them essentially, like, a shot that would make them not be able to procreate. They couldn't have babies. Mm -hmm. And they only did it to, like, a certain percentage, so just nice and slow over time, the population went down. Oh, wow. I don't know. I actually don't think contraception was even a thing at the time for them. <laughs> also, contraceptive for squirrels. For squirrels. Like, um, <laughs> oh, my God. Like some sort of birth control vaccine. That's so funny, man. Yeah, which they have for humans, and I guess they were just like, let's make a little squirrel one. <laughs> yeah, and then boom, no more little baby squirrels. And Yeah. Actually, it's kind of, that's pretty humane, too. You're not mowing down with machine guns. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not mowing down squirrels with machine but guns. But only in, like, Santa Monica or, like, a rich, like, area along the coast in California would that ever happen. Yeah. Also, my hometown, Newport Beach, honestly, that would probably happen there, too. Right, right. So I can't give you too much crap. The bougie SoCal beach towns. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but thank you so much. Of course. I'm glad to talk anyone's ear off about the Great Emu War. Yeah. It's very important. It it was great. I will give it that. <laughs> Maybe not in the way that they intended the name to go, but that was great. Great. Oh, my gosh. I know. I am. It also actually reminded me a little bit of, you know, machine guns, defenseless animals. In California, we actually did something similar. What? Yes, and I, I just found this out. So in Catalina, I, and this was actually not that long no, ago. No, the buffalo? I don't think it was buffalo, no. Oh, there used to be buffalo out in yeah, Catalina. Yeah, there, there were, but this wasn't, uh, okay. they had a wild boar problem. What? Yeah, so and they had a wild boar problem out in um, in Catalina, and so they had military, like, fucking, like, helicopters with machine guns, and they would mow them down. Oh, no! But, you know, this time it's, like, boars are a lot slower than, than emus, emus and helicopters. That's so, so sad. Yeah, they were kind of just mowing them down. That didn't, it doesn't, you know, come up as many searches. I don't think it's as infamous as the emu war because, like... It was smaller scale. Yeah, it's much yeah. smaller scale. And also, like, you know, like, we didn't lose. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's figure out a new way, world. Anyone out there listening, 
use your skills to figure out a new way for population control for animals that doesn't involve machine guns. Yeah, because that uh, I think that's like that's pretty unchill. Yeah, I'd as say the dudes would say that's like super not chill. Yeah, like super duper not chill. But that's just our professional opinions. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, my life will never be the same. Of course, thank you yes. for teaching us all about the Great Emu War. No worries, and I think you know that kind of wraps it up. And thank. Everyone who is listening for listening to us. Again, this is obviously History for Weirdos. And you can subscribe if you find this at all entertaining. And you can always like rate us, leave a comment, all that stuff that podcasters say (laughs) (laughs) at the end. Um, You can also follow us on social media at History for Weirdos on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And then it's and for TikTok, it's at history underscore for underscore weirdos. Yes. And then if you ever want us to cover like a specific weird history story, mm-hmm. we would love, love, love any suggestions. And if you want us to like credit you, we will definitely do that. And you can email us at history for weirdos, like all right now at gmail.com. That's right. We'd love to hear from you all. And thank you so much for listening to our second episode. Yeah, guys. And I think, yeah, and that's it. So without further ado, adios. Bye, weirdos. Bye, weirdos. (laughs) 